Welcome to NFT Talent Talks, where we explore the people of Web3 and their impact on the future of technology. In this episode, we're joined by Henry Alec, the COO of Staken, a non-custodial infrastructure provider for proof-of-stake blockchains. Henry works with institutional crypto players, foundations, custodians, exchanges, as well as large communities of individual token holders. To date, over 20,000 delegators have trusted over 1.2 billion of assets to stake in across Ethereum, Solana, Polygon, and more than 30 other POS blockchains. Let's find out why. So grab a banana, sit back, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. We are honored to be here again uh, after a short pause. And uh, today we are here with uh, Henry uh, from uh, Staken, as well as uh, Stargaze, uh, to learn more about uh, who is Henry, what is Staken, what is Stargaze, and uh, how they will be uh, joining us at the NFT Tallinn event in uh, May. Before we let uh, Henry to start, uh, then uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, during NFT Tallinn, there will be a workshop that Henry will be running uh, on how to uh, stake uh, with the support of the NFT ecosystems. And uh, they will be using uh, Stargaze's example uh, there. So if you want to know more about uh, staking, uh, this is the workshop that uh, uh, you need to be at uh, during NFT Tallinn. But now, Henry, can you... Uh, start by just giving a brief uh, introduction to who you are and what is Staken. All uh, right. Uh, hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome from my side as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm in charge of operational side of Staken. Uh, this this involves, you know, running the everyday questions uh, such as hiring, compliance, legal, uh, what's on it. But uh, staking, uh, what we do is that uh, we are a validator. We run nodes for proof of stake blockchains. And uh, we have been doing this for the past uh, three, four years. And we currently support uh, uh, 40 different uh, proof of stake uh, blockchains. You, you probably know all the chains that we support are like uh, Cosmos, Polygon, Ethereum, uh, Solana, Polkadot, uh, Stargaze, of course, Aptos, Axler, and, and so on. Uh, we are fully non-custodial, meaning that uh, our uh, delegators or our clients, uh, they, they keep the full control of their assets and uh, they are free to stake or unstake uh, whenever they feel like it. And uh, right now we have around 50,000 uh, wallets uh, staking with us and around 450 or uh, close to 500 million worth of assets uh, delegated to our nodes. Uh, from the team side, uh, we are a small team, uh, less than 15 people, and uh, we're all fully fully remote, uh, distributed across uh, Europe and outside of Europe as well. I myself am based based in Estonia, in Tallinn. Awesome. Uh, and so, uh, how long has uh, Staken uh, been operational already? Uh, well, it actually started, uh, I think, more than four years ago when two of our co-founders started running their own nodes, uh, but then soon realized that uh, there is a growing demand for that. And then beginning of 2020, they actually incorporated the company in Estonia. But they are, they are uh, not Estonians, they are e-residents. Uh, and they did everything. They did, yes, I guess they did come to Estonia to open accounts, but uh, they have been running the company 
remotely. And I guess this is one, one good example of e-residency in Estonia. Awesome. And so when it comes to uh, you specifically, then uh, I think that uh, this is the first uh, web-free uh, company that uh, you've been involved with. Uh, am I right to say uh, that? Yes, that's, that's correct. So previously I was in, in fintech uh, twice. Uh, and then after that, I also was in a bit more traditional uh, financial company like uh, brokerage, Admiral Markets so or Admirals. Uh, I was there two years as well, and then um, I had a second kid, and then I took uh, like a uh, how, how they say it, and uh, I was spending like three, four months uh, exploring the DeFi and the crypto world more in more in in like in deep, and that that's when I also discovered uh, staking. I actually had had been like mining Ethereum uh, when it was still proof of work uh, for for a few a few years, but. Uh, uh, that's that's when I got got in, uh, got into crypto more more seriously. Okay, so uh, a true OG that's uh, uh, has been around for uh, a couple of years. Yeah. So uh, through throughout all this uh, uh, process, uh, then uh, what have been the uh, most uh, interesting experiences for you within the? Uh, a web free uh, ecosystem, uh, or ha- has there been some uh, uh, super nice or funny stories that have happened uh, uh, throughout the time as well, or has it been just uh, your normal uh, uh, stay here and uh, earn some tokens and uh, uh, everything uh, super simple? It's 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 a good question, and now it's like yeah, business as usual. But uh, when, like a year and a half ago when I joined Staking. It was still all relatively new, and doing this like as a full time was uh, that was quite exciting time. And uh, it's uh, I mean, people are still the same. Like as now, now it's a little bit like comparison of like a traditional like uh, businesses and like and like Web three, but uh, it's still the same people uh, doing the same thing, using using uh, like a new technology and uh, and I guess the like the. Like the interesting side of this is like the, maybe the governance thing, like how things are like uh, actually executed, and like uh, the the fact that uh, every day, like people have a possibility to join and have a say in, in like uh, governance matters. Like, of course, we do have elections in a democratic world as well, but uh, this is where it's more like uh, hands on and feels like you have a bigger, bigger say. And uh, I guess this is uh, this is what I like like the most and. Um, and when when we talk about like uh, business side of things, then just things move much faster. Like uh, technology is growing, uh, the solutions are improving, uh, the ways how things are done. Like every day, there are like new 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 ways how to do things, and uh, and also the companies are like people uh, involved. Uh, like there's less uh, bureaucracy, and you can get just things done much faster. So, I guess this is like. A, Every day, uh, is, is a, you, you learn something new, and um, every day is exciting. But then again, uh, coming from the uh, old industry, uh, not the old industry, but uh, but still from the Web2 side of uh, things when it comes to uh, finance mm-hmm. world uh, with uh, WISE and general uh, markets, then what have been the biggest takeaways uh, that uh, you have uh, taken with you uh, from these uh, old experiences into 
uh, now uh, as a head of operations at uh, Staking that perhaps uh, uh, are mm-hmm. underutilized uh, within uh, uh, the web free industry in general? Um, I, I, I can't exactly say it if it's like underutilized, uh, but um, things that are still important are like the team building, the culture. How you actually build up the company? What's what's how is the communication organized uh, inside the team? Be- I mean, technologies can be different, but the way how you're gonna interact with it uh, and interact with the team on day to day basis, still this kind of still stays the same. So this is still I see like super important uh, thing like to have uh, healthy and working communication with uh, within the team, and this was in like either it's in Web two, Web three. Uh, people are still the same, so I think the communication is uh, is is super important thing. Okay, uh, but other than communication, uh, has there been anything else, uh, uh, such as uh, from the treasury management side? Uh, because when it comes to uh, Web three, then uh, oftentimes uh, teams building here uh, are uh, doing things for the first time, and so they don't have too much experience in the uh, financial world beforehand, mm-hmm. but when it comes to a service such as uh, staking, then it's uh, very directly a uh, financial service. And I guess there's uh, different uh, types of uh, steps that you should be doing uh, risk side uh, that uh, maybe not uh, not too often uh, teams uh, realize in, this, in the beginning. So have, has there been uh, some type of uh, uh, processes that you have taken uh, that side into Saken or uh, you're actually saying that maybe in uh, Web3 uh, all this uh, uh, compliance and risk side is even uh, stronger these days uh, due to the industry uh, being much harder to operate uh, from the regulatory side? Uh, That's that's a really good question Uh, but uh... I mean, I guess we all come with uh, different sets of uh, experiences from, uh, let's say, from Web 2 to Web 3. So we, we do have that knowledge, like how to how to run businesses or like what are the things that you need to consider or like, uh, like in terms of operational things, like uh, doing the accounting or uh, doing internal audits or external audit, audits. And all this uh, is still there. It's maybe differently. It's maybe a bit, a bit more... Uh, uh, challenging because it's like crypto it's new like auditors don't know it or like it's same for our accountants it's like new currency like how do we actually account for it and uh, uh, so these these are the uh, questions that you that you need to figure out and if you find the right people it's it's all all possible uh, and in terms of like managing risks or um, running a business i guess things can just maybe happen a bit faster uh, like good things bad things everything can uh, escalate within like hours or like uh, we, like as as we saw last last year like uh, and actually like you know like uh, but that was like traditional bank that actually like there was a bank run and within like a two day everyone took the money out so things can happen fast uh, but uh, I guess now it's like yeah both web two web three uh, so I can't say that there's like anything specifically out there that's uh, that's uh, challenging for, for Web3. Okay. Uh, for those that uh, may not even understand uh, what uh, staking uh, is, then uh, how would you describe uh, what does uh, staking uh, 
do and uh, what do you allow people to do uh, via your uh, services in layman terms? Okay. Uh, so in essence, we are infrastructure provider. So uh, clients don't directly interact with our service, but they use our infrastructure to earn, earn uh, rewards on staking. And how it uh, technically works is that, uh, let's say that you, you have some crypto, you have it on your uh, own self-hosted wallet, uh, like Metamask or Kepler, and uh, then you want to earn some uh, rewards on, on that crypto. And the one way how to do it is uh, through staking. And uh, staking, and then uh, you choose a validator from the list. Uh, we are one of the validators there. And I click delegate, and then your tokens uh, will be locked for staking. And uh, what what we do then uh, behind the scenes is that uh, the tokens that are like uh, locked for uh, staking uh, participate in uh, uh, validating and creating new blocks on the blockchain. So basically, your tokens uh, participate in creating the new blocks of the blockchain. And uh, as a validator, we we run the infrastructure for for the nodes to operate on and. Uh, as a return, blockchain uh, rewards uh, you and us uh, with, with the staking rewards. So basically, uh, staking helps, uh, uh, keeps the blockchains uh, secure and operational. And also, uh, you earn some rewards doing that as well. Yeah, so essentially, uh, those that... Uh, uh, want to see the uh, blockchain networks uh, work and be uh, decentralized and uh, fair, uh, they can uh, buy the tokens, they can uh, stake the tokens uh, via uh, you, uh, or uh, in, instead of having to run their own uh, node and uh, have uh, some uh, higher limits of how, much, uh, how many tokens they uh, have to stake and they can just uh, start with a smaller amount. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this uh, essentially gives, uh, uh, allows those networks to uh, run and uh, to uh, be more secure. And, uh, and then in, in exchange, the networks are automatically paying out uh, uh, payouts that uh, you help to manage them, yeah. right? And maybe one more thing to highlight here is that uh, blockchain to be efficient, it's important to have a high level of decentralization. So. Uh, when you choose a validator or when you're choosing the platform how to hold to hold your crypto then if you know at least something about like self-hosted wallets or like a little bit more curious than uh, than uh, like just getting into crypto then uh, i i would always recommend to look into self-hosted wallets and move your crypto uh, from uh, custodial platforms or centralized platforms because uh, if all the users will pool our funds into large custodial platforms uh, and if they will stake uh, and they will gain the majority of the governance or like voting power then that will kind of render the, render the decentralization meaningless so it's always important to have your stake uh, distributed between validators so this is all public information so if you go to some network explorer page you see who are the like main validators and like how much uh, stake that has like accumulated uh, to their nodes. So uh, it is recommended to not pick maybe from top 10. So look into top uh, like the, between 10 and 30 uh, 
uh, validators. So uh, you can always compare like uh, what are the commissions or uptime. Those those are always important things to consider as well. But uh, just to make sure that like uh, you don't pick the top provider that has accumulated the most of the assets, uh, because it, it could look like uh, that uh, yes that they have. Uh, they have most assets, so they must be good. But actually, if everyone would do that, this would uh, uh, set the network in danger. Yeah. And uh, for anyone else that uh, wants to go uh, much deeper on uh, staking per se, then uh, uh, this is exactly where you will have the chance to uh, join Henry workshop uh, at uh, NFT Tallinn event. But a big part of this uh, uh, workshop will be also based on the stargaze uh, example. And uh, on that note, I would like to uh, go a little bit deeper onto what is stargaze and uh, how are you involved with uh, them, Henry? Uh, well, stargaze is a blockchain for the NFT market. It is a tendermint pin using uh, Cosmos SDK. And uh, staking, well, we have been operating on stargaze uh, mainnet uh, since October 2021, actually already. We even took part in uh, in a few few test nets, and um, and we are quite active in the in the on chain governance. So we have been involved involved with them uh, since the beginning and continue supporting them uh, for a foreseeable future as well. Okay, so. Uh... Cosmos based or kind of like using their infrastructure. And so what, uh, when you say that they're like NFT focused, then uh, how do they actually work and uh, what makes them uh, different or unique uh, compared to, uh, let's say Ethereum or any of the other uh, bigger blockchains? Uh, that's, uh, that's a good question. I guess uh, Stargaze uh, team would be better, better to answer that, uh, how they, how they kind of stand out, uh, from from uh, from the others, but I would say that um, that they have a really nice and strong uh, community built around the NFTs. So the like the technology is uh, optimized; it works, and and the NFTs on top of that uh, uh, is like it's built around well well functioning uh, community. I would say. Yeah, and I understand that. Uh... It's already operational, and so they have their own uh, uh, token. Then, which people are also able to uh, stake uh, security yes. uh, through uh, staking. Yeah, uh, they have the token stars. Uh, you can stake that. But basically, if you stake uh, stars, that's that's how you already support uh, support the Stargaze uh, blockchain, and of course, you earn the rewards as well. And uh, for Stargaze. Uh, Current uh, APR is around uh, 48, uh, 49%. So it's, it's not quite a high, high inflation rate. Okay. So basically, if you are uh, a uh, Stars token uh, owner, then uh, for now, it is uh, a, in your best interest to uh, uh, for sure provide uh, the security through staking. Uh, because uh, otherwise, uh, uh, your percentage uh, of the total pool would be uh, lowering quite fast. But then over time, I understand that their issuance is going to be uh, uh, quite uh, drastically. So uh, it's it's more or less uh, a great opportunity to uh, 
uh, grow your stake at the moment uh, for the future. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, so basically, the APR or the return that you're earning from from your stake in Ukraine incentive, incentivized uh, from by the foundation. So if they want to increase the staking ratio, the like amount of uh, people that are staking, the the APR goes up, and as more and more people stake, then the APR eventually goes goes down. Okay. And so when it comes to uh, your involvement uh, with Stargaze, uh, then uh, do I understand it correct that uh, uh, they uh, chose uh, Staken as their uh, partner for uh, getting all this uh, uh, staking side of things uh, working right? Well, we are actually one of the validators. So uh, that's that's what uh, what is important for the blockchains to have, is that to have as, as many decent validators uh, as, as they can get. Uh, so... We are just one of the validators that has been uh, supporting them since the testnet uh, phases. I think the first testnets were called like Bellatrix and uh, Sinus, Sinus X. Uh, and yeah, we have been running the nodes uh, ever since. So for a, for a network, yeah, it's, it's important to have uh, uh, stable validators that operate the nodes, that so there's a high uptime. There is no uh, double signing or downtime so everything to keep the network operational. Okay. And uh, uh, to understanding uh, how a new blockchain would uh, get their uh, uh, first validators. Because as you said, it is not just uh, that uh, you can have uh, one validator uh, as a one partner that would be uh, staking, but you actually need more. So... Uh, in the example of Stargaze or any other project that uh, you have been uh, a partner of uh, since their early days, and then uh, how do you actually choose uh, which uh, networks to uh, start uh, uh, supporting? Uh, does it involve uh, that uh, they come to you and uh, offer some sort of uh, bonuses in the beginning to uh, get started? Or that you just... Uh, uh, look for new projects and uh, find interesting ones and uh, uh, want to get involved uh, very early? Or how does the process uh, work uh, if uh, anyone here would be ever starting a new uh, blockchain or or even uh, just a new project and uh, uh, trying to help them find uh, validator partners and uh, want to come to you? So what would be the steps mm -hmm. to uh, gaining uh, validators at first? Well, I guess... Uh... We can think of it as like uh, building your own own startup. So uh, you need to have a good team. You need to have uh, like good idea, and you need to build that idea. So this is in the very like first initial phase that uh, you you have a product uh, that has uh, potential, and you have the team that can also deliver that. So once you have this, uh, you can start knocking on like validator stores, and uh, of course, like in the beginning, uh, you would. Uh, first launch like a testnet uh, to uh, test your blockchain, test out the features uh, and also test out validators. Can they run the nodes? Like is it how much performance is required from the validator side and like how easy are the upgrades and uh, are the lives that could uh, rise? So for that, there are testnets to uh, figure all that uh, out before you go to uh, go live with that. Finding a validator, um, this, this all depends on how well can you uh, sell. Uh, yeah, and like... Uh, how promising it is and like is it also 
uh, economically viable for the validators to run it in the long term. So uh, since we are, uh, like Staking has been involved with many, many, many chains uh, since the testnet phase. So in the beginning, there usually is uh, no revenue. Uh, so you uh, run the nodes uh, at your own cost and uh, hoping that in, in future that it will pay, pay back. And uh, But at the same time, you also support uh, uh, community and the foundations in that way that uh, uh, by helping them uh, run the net uh, test net so mainnet uh, they can test the product they they can do the sale they can uh, build the community and um, of course it can be difficult for some projects uh, to find uh, validators and they so it also i guess depends on the market condition so if the markets are not it's not uh, really like a strong pool market then uh, you might need to incentivize the validators so uh, usually there is like required for the validator to have a self fund so how do validators get that self fund one is that uh, you uh, award uh, testnet participants with the airdrop and uh, it those tokens will be locked for, or like vested uh, over some some period, actually the validators can uh, cash in on those uh, uh, rewards as well. Or you find some other uh, like uh, way to partner with the validator. Either you pay them a fixed fee, but this is not this is not usually the case. This is like happens uh, very rarely that uh, there there are like some uh, contracts in in place. Usually it's more like uh, like how things are done in Web three that you. You have an airdrop, you incentivize the early validators and uh, and uh, that's that's how you do it. Okay. Uh, but uh, when it comes to uh, staking, uh, then uh, uh, you mentioned that you had uh, quite a few different uh, projects or networks that you are uh, supporting. Uh, then uh, in the beginning, uh, when uh, uh, getting those projects on onboarded, mm -hmm. have you actually been taking some uh, risk by uh, purchasing the first part of the tokens uh, uh, yourself, uh, or how have you been kind of validating uh, the interest from the market to uh, uh, get uh, to choose which projects to uh, list next? Uh, yes, it has happened that sometimes we have purchased some of the tokens. Uh... But uh, I guess you can look at the same way as uh, like a venture capitalist looking into startups. So they, they again, look at the team. They look at uh, the product or the blockchain that they are launching. Uh, but also we are looking at the community, like how active are the communities? Is there already um, any, any traction of the blockchain? And uh, so we kind of like evaluate based on the information that we can gather about the blockchain and then... Uh, then we decide is it like uh, is it a good good idea or is it like good investment or bad? I guess we'll be, like find it out like afterwards. But uh, so yes, it is uh, investment uh, that we do based on the research uh, that we can put together as as a team. Hey, and on that note, uh, are there some uh, interesting projects that you are uh, currently? Uh, looking on uh, that uh, people can expect that, that would be uh, listed uh, in the future that you can uh, mention about now? Uh, yeah, there are quite uh, many interesting projects right now under development. Uh, if, if to mention some, then I guess uh, SUI, uh, SSV Network, uh, 
maybe also ball and the dimension are the are the some of the networks that I want to highlight. But uh, on our homepage, uh, we actually have uh, listed all the networks uh, where we are currently running uh, running a testnet. And they, they all these projects have something uh, something unique or something, um, or maybe the execution is is is, is better than others. Or like uh, that, uh, like we had a big how to say. Um, cleaning of the markets uh, last year. So uh, now some of the project, like some of the existing projects that we have been supporting for a while, we see that those are like uh, slowly, slowly dying, but uh, the new networks uh, that are coming uh, could, could get those, the, those that market share or like there is some view uh, of the market share between the, between the networks. Hmm. Very interesting. So, uh, if anyone wants to uh, keep their eye on on uh, new projects that are uh, still coming out and uh, might have a big upside in the future, then I think that uh, uh, there's there's the answer uh, that you should be looking at uh, different uh, staking uh, services, especially staking, of course, uh, and uh, see which uh, projects they are. Uh, supporting in the testnet uh, now or looking to launch soon and uh, and then uh, get in uh, early yeah not not the financial uh, financial advice but yeah that that's actually a really good takeaway uh, cool so on that note i think we already have a good overview of uh, what's taken up uh, what is Star- stargaze the project uh, that's uh, will be used as an example during the uh, workshop during NFT Tallinn, as well as uh, a little bit of uh, background information on how new projects uh, get uh, listed on uh, the staking uh, platform and how uh, new blockchains are able to find validators. And uh, here, I would uh, like to uh, open the line for any questions, if anyone has any. So... uh, please request a speaker role if you would like to ask any questions from uh, uh, Henry or myself. Uh, while we wait for people to do that, then Henry, uh, is there anything else uh, important that we may have not uh, discussed yet that you would like to emphasize or, or mention? Um, I guess uh, the most important thing is to actually come to the workshop because that that's when we go like deep dive into the taking and uh, stargaze and how how it works and uh, and how yeah how how you can actually earn rewards and uh, how to ma- ma- manage your wallets and everything so i guess that's the important thing to highlight here yeah and uh, from my own experience <clears throat> having uh, invested into some uh, uh, projects quite early on and then uh, not uh, staking uh, those uh, tokens that I purchased. I can uh, say that, uh, especially in those uh, very early days, uh, it is very important for you to stake because uh, especially when those API- APYs are high, then uh, by not doing it, uh, you're, uh, you can be expecting that the token prices would be going uh, down. And as a result, uh, your overall uh, stake in those uh, projects would be uh, decreasing as well. So uh, if you haven't uh, looked into, uh, but you uh, 
do uh, like to go into new projects uh, early and uh, uh, either invest or at least uh, try your luck uh, and put some money in there, then make sure that you uh, really figure out uh, what staking is and how you can uh, do that, because otherwise you will be missing out on uh, future gains. Maybe to like uh, have a, like a small disclaimer here that uh, not everything you see is is uh, true. So uh, when you just like are looking for new projects and uh, see some promising blockchains and uh, see that they you know they're offering, maybe it's not even blockchain, maybe it's some product or something that is offering uh, like two thousand to thousand percent yield, then uh, be super careful when you. Uh, uh, stake or uh, buy those tokens because uh, that can be scam as well. And uh, just yeah, make sure that you do your own research, uh, see who are the validators, uh, see who is the founding team, and uh, what is the community discussing about as well. Yeah, and uh, and once you uh, think that uh, this project uh, that you are looking at uh, seems trustful and you really want to get involved then uh, the next step uh, is to uh, make sure that you check if they have a, a staking program and if it's something that's uh, trustful. And then uh, I uh, suggest you to uh, get involved, uh, at least not from the financial uh, side, but rather that if you're already looking into a project, then you should be going full in. If you're doing it uh, uh, only halfway, then uh, uh, there's a chance that... Uh, uh, it would just be a gamble for you that uh, uh, loses all of its value over time if you don't go uh, full in. But of course, like, as always in crypto, then uh, make your full uh, due diligence yourself and, uh, uh, and know that uh, everything new uh, is uh, super high risk. But... Uh, it seems that no one has been uh, making a speaker role yet. So does it mean that no one wants to have, ask a question or that Twitter is rugging us? I think you ask all the good questions. Uh, thank you, Henry, uh, for joining us uh, today here to give an overview of uh, yourself, Staking and Stargaze. Uh, we'll be uh, meeting in May during NFT Tallinn where, where Everyone that wants to know more about staking uh, can uh, uh, join the workshop and uh, learn more about it. Yep, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Sander. And uh, looking forward to the NFT Tallinn. Thank you for joining and looking forward to hosting you. That's all for today's episode of NFT Tallinn Talk. I appreciate all of you for tuning in and I hope you'll time in for our next episode. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast if you found it valuable. It really helps us out. I encourage you all to visit nftitalian.com to learn more about the event and grab a ticket when you're ready. I promise you the experience in Estonia will be a worthwhile one. Bye-bye.